We are starting the show, though, talking about some changes when it comes to dog bylaws and dealing with aggressive and dangerous dogs, specifically in Vancouver. And Rebecca Bretter joins us now, animal lawyer with Bretter Law Corporation. Rebecca, great to have you back on the show. Hi, Jill. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Let's talk about what Vancouver is doing. You've written about this and some proposed changes coming into that city's bylaw when it deals with dogs. What is being proposed? Yeah, well, actually, there, it's no longer proposed. It, it, it is the actual bylaw as of, as of now, as of January of this year. And the Vancouver Animal control bylaws in relation to dogs haven't been changed for a long time. So it's been a long time coming. And and really what the city was trying to do, um, Pete Fry, who's a, a city councillor, was really trying hard to make some progressive changes. And some were, which I'll get to in a moment. But there were some other serious concerns I had with what city staff were proposing, so kind of in the bigger picture, what the city's trying to do and the whole intention behind these changes is that the city was trying to better manage the conditions of a dog license to match the severity of an underlying reason for an aggressive dog incident. So, so in other words, if a dog um, bites, but there's really a good reason why the dog did that, and it's not because the dog is like this vicious animal, then the conditions under which that dog should be kept should match the severity of, of that incident. And Because in the past, if a dog bit, um, it automatic, almost automatically someone would get a ticket, they'd have to fight it. And now, I mean, that still may be the case, but I think the city's trying to to use a bit more common sense. That was the intention behind it, to use some common sense instead of just labeling all dogs aggressive if they displayed some aggressive behavior. But I think um, there are some really unintended, serious consequences for dog owners in the city of Vancouver now because the definition of aggressive dog has changed. It used to be something along the lines of that if a dog has bitten another domestic animal or person without provocation, that person is guilty of a dog bite or if the dog has had a propensity. But now the definition of aggressive dog includes that. So if a dog has bitten another person or animal, but it also expanded, the definition is expanded now to include a dog who also displays aggressive behavior. Well, then you ask yourself, okay, well, what does aggressive behavior mean? And the bylaw actually does set out a definition for what aggressive behavior means. And essentially it says that it's any hostile attack by a dog um, on a person or other animal, uh, including pursuing a person or another animal in a hostile manner. So it's very vague. I think it's very vague. Pursuing, like, what does pursuing a person or a domestic animal in a hostile manner mean? And my concern with that is, and I've seen it so many times in my own cases, where Someone alleges that, hey, that dog was trying to attack me. He was following me in a, in a very aggressive way. And that's coming from a person who, let's say, doesn't like pit bulls. So anything that, that, that a pit bull does is going to seem like aggression to that person or someone who's scared of dogs and doesn't like the, the dog coming up to them. Whereas my clients, the dog guardians, are saying something like, well, no, no, my dog was not pursuing them in, in an aggressive way. He just wanted to run up to say hi. And so there's, it's really in the eye of the beholder. 
And so what I'm worried about is that because this definition of aggressive behavior is so vague and so broad, it's going to capture some unintended consequences. And, and keep in mind that someone who is ticketed in the city of Vancouver with a dog bite or a dog acting in an aggressive behavior, the minimum fine is $250 all the way up to 10000 now, the 10000 is really in the more extreme cases, but the risk is there. And so it's, that's one of my main concerns is that the definition of aggressive dog is so broad. But the other thing, I'll, I'll just jump in and, and say some more, is that uh, before determining whether a dog is really aggressive, and this isn't something unique to Vancouver, it's, it's something that's bugged the heck out of me for so long across this country, which is that it's animal control that determines whether a dog is, quote unquote, aggressive. Yet animal control officers, with all due respect to what they do, they are not qualified in animal behavior, or at least not qualified enough to really determine if what happened was aggressive behavior or not. I really do it, and it's something that, that I was advocating to the city. Unfortunately, they did not include this, um, or, or at least not outright. We're going to see how these bylaws play out in court. But uh, uh, the opinion of a qualified animal behavior uh, be behaviorist or professional is not required. So, and so that's my other concern. I really do think that before a dog is considered aggressive, that you need to have a qualified professional to actually determine whether what happened is truly aggression or not. And so just going back, though, to what you said about the new kind of definition for an aggressive dog, with with aggressive behavior or any hostile attack or pursuing a person, how is that going to work, do you think, in that unless there's video or a lot of witnesses that can agree to what happened, I mean, mm-hmm. is it not going to be... Uh, the person said against the dog guardian said, isn't that yeah. going to be a big difference of opinion? Yeah, exactly. It's a very he said, she said type of scenario. And I think it's probably going to work out in a very similar way that it's been happening all these years where someone says, and and we really don't have video evidence in most of the cases, I would say, at least in my cases, uh, there's no video evidence. So it comes down to at trial, who does the judge or justice of the peace actually believe? Is it the person who's alleging that the dog was aggressive or is it the dog guardian who's like, no, my dog was not acting like that. And so sometimes we have experts and Involved in the case to assess the dog and to give an opinion on what is the likelihood that the dog was actually acting aggressive in that moment. And that's, and I think it was a part of my concern is that we're going to see a lot more of that because it really does come down to he said, she said type of scenario. Whereas before, I, I think people can agree if a dog bites, whether it's biting another dog or biting another human, um, and and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I, or this may have this may be just something that that has taken off. I, I know there's often the belief that the bite has to draw blood, but if mm-hmm. if a dog does bite, I mean that's a pretty clear indication that it at least is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, very, I was going to say very often, but that's not necessarily true. I, I, I could say often it is that something needs to be addressed, but it's not necessarily aggressive behavior. It could be something else. Maybe the dog has some underlying health conditions or the dog was having a bad day and the person wasn't able to interpret their dog's 
mood, essentially. And I know that may sound silly to some, but dogs and other animals, on that, uh, for that matter, are just like people when it comes to emotions. We have our good days and our bad days, and we have to be able to recognize what our own personal limits are, right? So in the same way that some dog guardians, if they realize that their dog is having a bad day, maybe don't take them out with a whole bunch of other dogs where they could snap at another dog. But that's also kind of the intention behind these new bylaws is that the the big one of the big differences here, uh, practically speaking, is that the licenses, which people are supposed to have anyway, are going to attach conditions if there is an incident that happens. And so it'll be up to animal control to set out what those conditions are. But let me just say that the good thing uh, in these bylaws, and this is something I've also been advocating for a long time, and, and I'm glad that the city accepted this part, is that once a dog is determined to be aggressive by the city, or that's what their opinion is, then a person will have a year, they have to live with it for, for a year, and then they could apply to the city to review that designation, which we didn't have before. So it's kind of like an appeal provision. I think there's some problems in there too. <laughs> like an appeal should really be up to a completely unbiased entity that has nothing to do, that had nothing to do with the original decision. Whereas here we're dealing with an appeal essentially to the same decision maker. So it's not really unbiased, but at least it's a step in the, in the right direction. I'll say that. And, and so a person who gets a notice from the city that their dog is aggressive then will have to kind of live with it for a year. I mean, there's a lot more to it. I'm generalizing here. But they will. the point is, is that the new bylaws now provide a review mechanism that someone could apply to the city and say, hey, we met, we followed the conditions, we did what the city has wanted us to do for this past year. Uh, can you remove the designation of aggressive dog now? And that and that's a good thing. So it doesn't have to follow the dog for the rest of his or her life. Do you think this will then, these even with the flaws that you've pointed out in the bylaw, will it stop uh, some dogs from being euthanized? I think it'll at least delay it and then hopefully ultimately uh, stop more dogs from being unnecessarily euthanized. Yeah, so the short answer is yes. I hope so. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but I really hope that the the good intentions that the city had turned <laughs> turned into some unintended consequences, as I see in, in the way the bylaws are written now. But time will tell, I guess, how, how the courts interpret the new bylaw. And Rebecca, I'm just curious, too, something you mentioned, that when somebody is ticketed for having an aggressive dog and the tickets range anywhere from a minimum $250 to a maximum 10000 have you ever seen someone find the 10000 No. <laughs> I have not seen someone find... Well, the way it usually works, and this is within the city of Vancouver, different cities deal with these types of uh, things a bit differently, but in the city of Vancouver, people get uh, a summons to court, so it, it's almost like a traffic ticket. You have to go and you have to fight it, and uh, you're, you're charged per count. So you get, let's say, a dog off-leash count, you get a dog bite attack count, and you have to fight each of those counts. And each of those counts are where the 250 to $10,000 attaches itself to. So I've seen over 10000 for the total amount, but not per count. And those are really in the more serious uh, cases where someone has like a laundry list of 
uh, of questionable behavior, to say the least, in the past. They had they turned their life around. They turned their dog around. Uh, but they still have to answer to to what happened in the past. So, yeah, 10,000, I would say 10,000 is pretty rare. But, you know, the risk is there. And now these are new bylaws. So will time will tell how, how courts interpret these new bylaws and what the fines will be. All right. So, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us and for bringing us up to date on this. Appreciate your time today. Thanks very much, Jill.